Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Here's this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks on 260 stations coast-to-coast and to 2 million people each and every night across the world. Joining us, we have from the undergroundusa.com website, is Frank Salvato. It's 60 degrees. It's not too bad down here. And uh, they're out on the porch, but they're going to (laughs) leave. But let's talk about this. Bob Dole. He was a presidential candidate. He ran for vice president with Gerald Ford, I might add. Uh, Got beat. But uh, the guy never got enough credit for what he did. Uh, He was a a war hero uh, in Italy with the 10th Mountain Division and uh, was left for dead on the battlefield. I don't know. Very few people know the story about that. But uh, they didn't think he was going to survive his wounds. So they left him there, but he did. And uh, he went on to an illustrious career and well, at one time was the Republican uh, Party, uh, uh, what was he, the, the, the national chairman. Yeah, he was, uh, by, by all accounts, when you look at politics uh, and politicians, he was, one of the, he was one of the more honest guys. You know, he, he represented the people from Kansas very, very well for a long time. People kept sending him back from Kansas because he did the job he was supposed to do, represent the people of Kansas. Uh, and you're right. Not a lot of people understood what he did during the war because he didn't crow about it. No. Nope. He, he didn't wear it on his sleeve like a lot of people do today, uh, you know, trumpeting what they've done in, in a braggadocious manner. He was very reserved about it. He did it because it was a duty that he had fulfilled for his country. And then he moved on for it. He, even though he was he was wounded to the point where you could see it externally, he didn't brag about it. So the country lost a good one. Yes, and uh, 98 years young. Uh, his wife, of course, was very accomplished, too. Elizabeth, I remember her for years and years and years um, running the American Red Cross. Yeah, and she was in, she was in a few administrations, too. Mm-hmm. You know, serving, serving at the cabinet level. 
So uh, it was a family that was in public service, and instead of, uh, by contrast, instead of grafting off of the federal government and, and being in those positions, they actually served. You know, that's the way politicians are supposed to be. They're supposed to serve the people that they represent and serve the people of the United States. Uh, we've come a very long way from that, and not in a good way today. Well, Alan Dershowitz has said something which I'm sure is going to gather the ire of the uh, hard left. He said the high court is on the verge of a cataclysmic event on Roe. Well, it's going to be cataclysmic because of the way the left is going to react. You know, the, the way the media is hyping this, if in fact the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, they're painting it as if abortion is going to become illegal. Mm-hmm. And that's just a false statement. Yes, it is. It, it's not going to become illegal. It gets kicked back to the states. Mm-hmm. So in, in states like California and Illinois, New York and Oregon, you're probably going to see the legislatures uh, create laws that are more lenient than they have right now. Whereas in places like Texas and Florida and South Carolina, Alabama and Mississippi, you're going to see uh, laws that are probably a little stiffer. It, these laws are going to represent the people of the states where they live which is the way government was supposed to be. Federal government's not supposed to be involved in any issue that's not enumerated in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They've expanded the, the common good, the definition for common good constitutionally, well beyond where they're supposed to be. The states are supposed to have much more purview over issues like this. Mm-hmm. So cataclysmic, it's going to be because the left has gone way over the line with what the federal government is supposed to be in charge of, and it's going to be their response that's going to make it cataclysmic. Quite honestly, if 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 SCOTUS sits there and, and, and kicks back Roe versus Way, the honest truth of it, is, of it is the issue is where it should be. Yeah. Okay, folks, we'll be right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Go over there, check out the articles that he writes you'll also see a podcast over there and uh undergroundusa.com is the website we'll be right back this is kyle warren the professor of politics there's more of the captain's america third watch coming up right after this short break stay right there Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. All righty, this portion of the Captain's America Third Watch 
Brought to you by our friends at Moss Nissan. That's Moss spelled M-A-U-S. And it's always amazing to me how they get customers from the Panhandle, South Georgia, all over Florida and Tampa Bay, up and down the East Coast in the upper Midwest and as far west as Phoenix, Arizona. Check them out online, Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. That's Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. And don't forget to tell them the captain sent you. Okay, back to Frank Salvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Good morning again, Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, an ER room doctor over the weekend said it looks like Omicron may provide natural immunity with mild symptoms. And you and I were talking off air about something that I have to do uh, to give blood, and that is I have to get a blood test to make sure my antibodies are up and there's nothing screwy going on with my, my blood. And um, I think my booster, my last booster was about eight or nine months ago when I, or my, not booster, my second shot. So I think it was like eight or nine months ago. I know it was more than eight months. And uh, lo and behold, (laughs) my immunity, knock on wood, is still off the charts. And all I've been doing is taking vitamin C, vitamin D, some zinc, and uh, I've been taking... Uh, you know, getting uh, uh, making sure I was eating vegetables and eating right, this, that, and the other, and all that stuff. And here I am. Yeah, no need for the booster. You know? Right, right. So here's a thought. You know, just just a simple thought. Maybe if if we have a if we promote a national blood drive mm-hmm. to get everybody in the country to donate blood, they all can get tested to see if they have natural immunity or, or immunity of, of either kind. Sure. And then they'll know if they have to have to listen to anybody saying, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And then this whole thing can be over. Mm-hmm. We, can, we, can, we can supercharge the blood bank. We can know where we stand with, with COVID immunity. And we can be done with the political football that Washington has made out of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, my... know, I've had, I've had, I've had COVID. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got incredible, I've got incredible immunity. Mm-hmm. You know, my blood test says, boom, you are, you, you're at the high level. The doctor said, did you get vaccinated? I said, nope, I had it. Mm-hmm. So you, I don't need to get vaccinated. Government tells me, well, get, get vaccinated anyway. No. I'm not going to because it's not a pure vaccine. It needs to be an individual choice, and the government needs to stop forcing it on people. So how do we circumvent that? Let's do something good. Mm -hmm. Let's do a national blood drive. Everybody gets tested, and and we fill the blood banks from coast to coast. Mm -hmm. I agree. I totally agree because my, my doctor told me, he says, you don't need a booster shot. Your antibodies... And your immunity level is way up. You don't need it. You, you know who doesn't like this idea? Fauci. Fauci and Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. Because there's no money to be made off a simple solution. Mm-hmm. Yep. And see, what we're talking about right now uh, is, is a conversation that, that everybody should really be paying attention to and talking to a doctor about this. Because, again, I did. You did. Yeah, I mean, don't just blindly follow somebody who's telling you you have to put something in your body that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, for years, I mean, there were even there were even public service announcements about this. For years, people would say, "Talk to your doctor." Mm-hmm. 
sit down and talk to your doctor about if this medication is right for you. Right. How many how many, how many commercials do you hear that on? Uh, quite a few. But now, but uh, now, not many, yeah. but quite a few. Not but, as many as now, I used to. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to talk to your doctor. Go go to the local pharmacy and get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And even as we're hearing story after story after story, and one coming from the American Heart Association that Twitter flagged as dangerous uh, about side effects. One of the vaccines is causing the inflammation of heart muscle. Mm-hmm. So talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor, and let's do a national blood drive so everyone can get tested to see if you need it. Stand up, take control of your own health, and stop listening to people like Fauci who have lied to you from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, positively. All right, well, I guess we've got to talk about it, so here it goes. Fredo, <clears throat> after he after he got himself fired, uh, CNN found out about this uh, sexual misconduct allegation, and uh, I think the woman is going to press charges against him. Good, good. You know, that, that family, the Cuomo family, was so out of control with, with arrogance the journalistic standard that this guy shattered in doing what he did for his brother should have been enough to get him fired then. Mm-hmm. But CNN wouldn't do it. And you've still got people on the air over there who are defending what he did. They should all be terminated as well. But, you know, you don't just use your station to abuse people. That's what, that's what, his, that's what his brother did. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. You know, and and they should pay a price. So I hope that this woman, that the charges are pressed, and I hope it goes to trial. And if he's guilty, I hope he just doesn't pay his way out of it. Mm-hmm. I hope he's got to. I hope he's got to spend some time. By the way, George is saying good morning to us, George Godfather, Mister George, and he also says fifteen new billionaires were made out of Pfizer stock. Yeah, and, and they were all in elected office. Hmm. You, know, if, um, you, you look you look at the there's a there's a chart over there if you take a look at the financials from the people in Congress, which are always very quiet about. Mm-hmm. See how many people in Congress had Pfizer stock. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Pelosi did. She did. Mm. She did. So did Feinstein. So did Schumer. So you take a look at those internals. Like you know. People do just a little bit of homework. In the information age, if you put in search terms about this stuff, you are going to get information that will come up almost immediately, if not within the first two pages of results, that will blow your hair back. Mm-mm. You wow. know, this is you, you've got people making legislation about this stuff and profiting from it. Mm-hmm. In, in the private sector, you'd go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick, I'm going to get Mary 30 seconds here. Okay, Mary, you got 30 seconds. Hi. I wanted to say I saw a picture this weekend uh, as I was delving into the Internet, a picture of uh, Adam Schiff with his son that had a T-shirt that said Mossad on it, M-O-S-S-A-D. Now, if people don't read and write, they don't know what that term is. So... The dumbing down of America continues if people do not read and write. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, you're welcome. Yeah, because yeah, we're running out of time. You want to say anything to that? 
No, you know, she's got a point about literacy all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if people know it or not, but uh, they've stopped teaching cursive in school. If you can't read cursive, how are you supposed to read the founding documents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, i got to let you go because I'm going to do something different here in just a second. But um, I'll talk to you on Friday, so stay low and stay warm. Yeah, thanks, man. Stay low, my friend. All right, that's uh, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. The website, go up there, check him out, see all the great stuff that he's up to and what he's doing. I think you like it. And uh, I'll be right back. When I come back, I'll have some closing thoughts on the Roe v. Wade ruling that's pending from SCOTUS. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Underground USA. I'm Frank Salvato. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine. It's about an independent way of life, being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. As the United States Supreme Court hears arguments on a case that could decide the future of the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, it's critically important that we understand that any ruling will not outlaw abortion. This is the narrative being shopped to the naive by disingenuous far-left opportunists. The current case before SCOTUS, Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, centers on a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy, three weeks past the end of the first trimester. Roe v. Wade, reaffirmed by the subsequent ruling in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, circa 1992, allows states to regulate but not ban abortion up until the point of fetal viability, at roughly 24 weeks. Although the SCOTUS ruling in the Mississippi case won't be known for months, Based on opening arguments, there's reason to believe that the future of Roe v. Wade will look quite different from its current form. All six of the court's conservative justices, including Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barrett, appeared to be leaning toward upholding the Mississippi law. The pro-life movement is looking to press its advantage in state-by-state battles while abortion rights supporters prepare to play defense. Both sides seem to be operating on the assumption that the high court will either overturn or seriously weaken Roe. On the advocacy side, pro-abortion advocates donated $8 million in 2018 and more than $10 million in 2020. Those numbers outpaced the public contributions to anti-abortion advocates, which donated $2.6 million in 18 and $6.3 million in 2020. The complexity of the network of nonprofits and dark money funds make it difficult to produce an accurate accounting of how the money flows. What's important to remember here is that while the pro-abortion movement is attempting to sell the narrative that an upending of Roe v. Wade would be the end of abortion rights, 
That narrative is patently false, a false narrative meant to both deceive and emotionalize the issue. A decision to uphold the Mississippi law to include the overturning of Roe v. Wade would simply return the purview of abortion regulation to the states. This means that if California wanted to have very lenient abortion laws, their legislature could affect that regulation. It also means that if Mississippi wanted to establish very restrictive abortion laws, it would have the freedom to do so. In truth, this was exactly how issues like abortion issues not specifically enumerated in the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights, and especially social issues, were supposed to be addressed at the state level. That they're not is the byproduct of an overreaching and usurping federal government. With regard to the false narrative of Roe v. Wade, culminating in an outright ban on abortion, one would have to willingly suspend disbelief to accept the notion that California, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, New York, and Massachusetts, and all of the -the glow-in-the-dark cobalt blue states would move to outlaw abortion. In fact, it's more likely they would immediately craft more liberal legislation. But also true is that those states with more conservative populations, i.e. Florida, Texas, Alabama, South Dakota, South Carolina, etc., would most likely reflect the will of their citizenry in their crafting legislation on the matter. Again, this is exactly what the framers intended when they created the compact that is the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. It is for this exact moment in time they purposely included the Tenth Amendment, which reads, The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. You see, the Constitution and its Bill of Rights are meant to limit federal government, not empower it. Respecting the Tenth Amendment affords those who choose to seek an abortion the ability to travel within the United States to achieve their goal. It also affords those who find the practice to be murder to live in a state and amongst people who feel the same. While the reality of that freedom may move the devout in each of the abortion debate camps to ire, It highlights the delinquency and cowardice of the medical community, both here in the United States and around the world, in their abdication of defining a consensus on the beginning of life. It also illustrates the left's opportunistic selective advocacy for experts. If they were serious about following the science, then the abortion issue would be a matter of science, not a matter of emotion or politics. But for now, Abortion remains an issue in turmoil, and one that the politically opportune will attempt to exploit on both sides. Meanwhile, emotions will be ginned up through the use of fear-mongering propaganda, and the medical community will painfully contort itself not to be called on to make a defining diagnosis. For the record, I'm pro-life, but I do believe that the mother's life needs to come first. But that's a personal belief, and I don't believe the federal government should have a say in my personal belief on that. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. We'll be right back after this.
Hello, I'm Tom Standage, host of The World Ahead, the podcast from The Economist that explores the future. Over eight weekly episodes, starting on November the 28th, I'll be talking to economist journalists and special guests to get expert insights into the year ahead. We'll explore critical themes from soaring inflation and the impact of the war in Ukraine to chaos in the energy markets and China's uncertain post-pandemic path. Topics include, has China peaked? What does the war in Ukraine mean for the fight against climate change? How will economies cope with looming recession? Will passwords be replaced by pass keys? And just how exactly do forecasters predict the future? Join us to sharpen your foresight with the world ahead from The Economist. Start listening on your podcast app.